Yeah. These are like little babies. Now my enemy is wall climbs. The upside down backwards Spider-Man wall climb. Starting from the push-up position. And then maneuvering backwards up a wall and then doing that kind of fucking handstand. Then coming down again. Doing that! Then doing 50 clean press things. You know, pick up a fucking dumbbell, swing it above the head. 50! Then two of those wall climbs. Okay, so far. 50 box jumps. Jumping on a box. Jump in the middle of that box 50 times. Three of those wall climbs. What? At this point, the gringo is sweating and it's hard to keep his grip on the ground as he tries to push himself upside down. From this, from this. What's it called? Uh, push-up position. He ain't even halfway through at this point. Then we're gonna go back and run 400 meters, and then come back and do four of them wall, cl- wall crawls. What? Then what? I don't remember. Then what do we do? I got fucking 50 pull-ups. 50 pull-ups. Call my David King Goggins. Was it six of them wall climbs? Do we do five, six? Then 50 calories! On the attack bike. Seven of them fucking wall climbs. No! No! 
so close, I was so close. I was like, you know, you like, you got, you know, you got your self-imposed limit. You got your self-imposed limit, right? I pushed through that limit. But then at the end, Jago instructor calls time. Calls time. Cansado! I'm not ready to rest. But I am, I was so ready. Oh, thank God. That was all they had in me, you know? It's like, how many you have left, Akira? Like, dos! Just writing it on a board. Fuck! Oh, wait! I fucking smashed out another one. Udamas! Smashed out another one. I fucking did them all! One of, my, one of my eyes wouldn't open, the other one was twitching. I kind of staggered backwards. Staggered into this giant fan they've got there. It's like one of those things they have in a horror movie, someone will fall into it and die. They're chopped up into tiny pieces. They don't have air conditioning in there, they just have a big fucking fan. Anyway, though, the, my fucking position on the chart did not get changed. Because those two extra ones I did were out of time. If you're out of time, it don't fucking count. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not competing with anyone other than myself. You give fuck what's on that board. Apart from how it relates to me and what I was up to today and yesterday and the day before. All I can tell you is this. I couldn't do a single fucking wall climb. Not one. A couple months ago, I couldn't do one. Be busting out a fucking whole gang of those fucking things and jumping on boxes. Boom! There is no fucking. I have no idea what the upper limit of this is. I have no idea. Anyway, it's Friday. How are you feeling? Shout out to everyone locked in. What up, Cab Neat? Kevin Mars says you're doing modified mountain climbers. Is that what you call them where you're from? Ah. Ah, the war walk, says Tim W. Yeah, the war walk. What up, Ryan Alex? Shout out to the whole crew. We and the building. Logan Mars says, did Akira learn a new word this week? What was I don't know. What was that? New word. Apologies to all the parents out there whose children are no doubt overjoyed. Kira swearing! I still haven't caught my breath for CrossFit, so I, I, my, my normal uh, self-imposed limitations are not fully functional. Don't nobody ask me any personal questions, I might answer them. Yeah! culture is a tyrannical patriarchy and the only reason you get to the top is because you misuse power so all the men who are at the top of the heart are all misusing their power and they're all tyrannical and all the guys who have the aim and ambition to achieve that are just tyrants in training that's sort of the basic attitude that we have towards our own culture and towards young men now everything about that is pathological and inexcusable and shameful you know, I used to watch kids skateboard, 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 
I liked watching those kids. I like watching skateboarders do those crazy things. Crazy, 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 crazy. Because, because, because they're trying to become competent. They're facing danger. They don't want the damn protective gear. It's like, no, I don't want to wear a helmet. I want to expose myself to this danger. It's not that I'm stupid. And the kids are often shooed away. It's like, wait a sec. They're practicing being courageous. They're practicing mastering something in the face of danger. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't don't bother children when they're skateboarding. A lot of the rebellious behavior of young men in particular, which is very frowned upon in the schools. It's like that's toxic masculinity. You know that horrid, horrid phrase. It's like Leave those damn kids alone. About 10 years ago in Toronto, they changed the insurance rules governing playgrounds. My parents had raised money for these damn playgrounds. There was nothing wrong with them. They tore them all out. Two weeks before school started, there was nothing but dirt and gravel. I saw the kids on top of the school. Because they needed some danger. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. 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 Don't bother children. 
work. Everything they do is that much farther out into chaos than anything they've ever done. Pushing themselves to the absolute limit of their ability. Telling every gesture, they're that close to making a mistake. They've taken this courageous step beyond their confidence and put everything on the line. When they land, they land in a way that's unlike perfect. It's perfect plus. And everybody immediately leaps to their feet. And like they get it. Chill! And so what you've just seen is awe-inspiring. You've seen someone courageously move past perfection into the unknown. And not only noble themselves more, but to ennoble humanity itself. Up on your feet. It's like, yes! And then it's the hands. They win the gold. Well, everyone knows what that's like. It's like a great music record. That's being in that place where everything lines up. Well, everyone knows what that's like.
has gone from something that people had and you could stay away from them to something closer to an epidemic. And I think social media has done that. What I've learned about this narcissism thing is I used to think it was people who thought they were great. Thought they were great. Thought they were great. I used to think it was people who thought they were great. This narcissism thing. It's not about people thinking they're great. Thinking they're great. It's about people who have broken self-esteem. Just completely broken. They deal with their broken self-esteem is by belittling other people, one-upping them, bragging them down, shutting them down, thwarting them in any way you can. Now, I used to look at those people because they're everywhere. But man, are there more of them? There are, right? And I think it's because people who might have been sort of on the border of being that way just got pushed over the edge by social media. I used to think it was people who thought they were great, thought they were great. I used to think it was people who thought they were great. This narcissism thing. It's not about people thinking they're great. Thinking they're great. It's about people who have broken self-esteem. Just completely Imagine living in a world where everybody is criticizing everybody for everything. That's our world. We live in a world where everybody's criticizing everybody for everything. Imagine that. How would you like to be a teenager and be criticized on everything? The shirt you wore that one day, the embarrassing thing you did just once, but somebody saw it. You're not as pretty or as handsome or as strong or good at sports as this other person. And there's just more of it. Because it's in your face, you're seeing the impossible images, the people who you want to be like. Let's go! But you're not. Etc. I used to think it was people who thought they were great. Thought they were great. I used to think it was people who thought they were great. This narcissism thing. It's not about people thinking they're great. Thinking they're great. It's about people who have broken self-esteem. I used to think it was people who thought they were great. This narcissism thing. It's not about people thinking they're great. It's about people who have broken self-esteem. Just completely broken. All together now. Yeah, that shit is genius. I'll tell you why in a minute. Make some noise for yourself. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. It's that thing where Kira the Don goes super hard all week and then he comes straight back from his fifth CrossFit class of the week and jumps on the stream with that energy. You know what I mean? And then combines it with the energy that comes from you and the energy that comes from you is crazy. Big shouts out to you. Big shouts out to you. Vitma says you're doing modified mountain climbers. Maybe, I don't know. I ain't a doctor. I ain't a mountain climber. 
I'm a humble beak gardener, that's me. Bugs in here. That's, That's weird. weird. What the? F the fuck are you? Entertainment right there, right? Kira the Don stops. Kira the Don pauses broadcast to remove bug. It was a weird looking little fucking guy, but he looked a bit confused. I felt bad for him. He looked like he'd accidentally stumbled into the wrong church. You know, them guys, he looked like one of them type bugs. It's weird with bugs, right? Like I, got, I got lizards in here, you know? I got, I got Jocko and Echo. And then a new one today, a new little lizard. He's like, Tiniest lizard, like a postage stamp sized lizard, you know? And he ran across my screen and I went, oh, hi. The other day, though, a fucking flying cockroach was up in here and that shit fucking freaked me out. I did not like that. Anyway, Fumigators is coming just for that one. Anyway, what was we talking about? I was reading your super chats. Uh, Miranda Alec, thank you, appreciate the support. It's a type! Mike B! Coming through with the big boy, 49.99, like a G, appreciate you! It says, please send me a super bill for this mind and mood enhancement session. I'll submit it to insurance, see what they say. Yeah, it's that time of year. Uh, you should definitely do that. Definitely do that. Rodza says, pray for Canada. We need more Jordan Petersons, this place is fucked. Yeah, you'll need to say no. You'll need to say no. There's enough of you that uh, want to say no. I've got loads of homies in Canada and I'd be talking to them at night. Yeah, and Australia. I'm all over the place. I've got homies everywhere, you know, shouts out to all the homies. What up, homies? 
Mother people, you all need to say no, innit? We all, we all need to be saying no. That's what's up. When it's time to say no, you gotta say no! That's what, that's what the good doctor was preparing you all for in 2016 and beyond. You gotta be able to stand up for yourself. Very important, stand up straight! You barbecue, thank you for the $20 super chat, God bless you. She says, big, let's go, Brandon, for the based Dilbert man. And let me tell you, I've spoke about this many times, right? But there's a thing people do. And it's tricky as well, right? Because uh, how do you resist? How do you resist that which is uh, abhorrent without empowering it? There was a funny thing I used to notice. Uh, Back in 2016 or something, there was, uh, I mean, we talked about this before, obviously. You know, there was a download that went out, and then all of a sudden, people uh, got this download, and they were like, oh, I hate that guy who, who had that TV show now. I hate that guy who had that TV show. I hate that guy. That guy is the devil incarnate. I will wear his face on a T-shirt that says, fuck this guy. You know, and it's got his name on there and shit. You got his face on there, you got his name on there, and you're wearing that on your shirt and on your chest, and you're walking around with this guy that you got to download, and the download says, you now hate this guy. So wear him on a t-shirt. I was like, this shit is weird to me, you know what I mean? Like, I remember being like, you don't want to give so much love to one individual man that, like, you'll wear a band t-shirt, right? But if one of the band goes solo, you won't necessarily wear the t-shirt, right? Right? Think, right? right? Am I right? Think about that, right? Uh, you, you can support a band. That's like a thing. It's like a gang, right? You can be, and you're, it's almost like you're part of the gang, and that's cool. But like one single man on a shirt, that's like, that's like you joined a cult or something, right? That's why it only really works with Morrissey. Because, like, Morrissey's the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I'll be in a Morrissey cult. That's cool. Because, like, he's a cool guy. You know what I mean? But, like, uh, you know, if Liam Gallagher went solo, you wouldn't wear a Liam Gallagher T-shirt. Like, you know what I mean? And um, it's like that with these putting, like, a person you hate on a T-shirt. So, and then screaming their name, like, fuck that guy, fuck that guy. It's like you're chanting the guy's name. So you're giving it power. And that's why this is a long... This, this is a long roundabout. That's, that's why Let's Go Brandon is genius. Shouts out to the uh, decaying uh, legacy, uh, you know, roller disco media. You know what I mean? Who's so corrupt and pravda. You know what I mean? You had a, you had a crowd of people. You had a, like a, f a, f a crowd of people shouting, uh, fuck, whatever the name of that creepy old man who sniffs, sniffs girls' heads and shit. Uh, and they've got like a robot version of him doing press conferences occasionally. Sometimes like they pull the genuine one out and stab him up with whatever they gave him a Thurman in Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? So sit up and he'll say some shit and then fall back down again, you know? Or they get the robot out. I think the robot just must need like really expensive batteries. Otherwise just use the robot all the time. But anyway, that a stadium of people shouting, F that guy, you know? And the, the corrupt Pravda news people Pretend it lied and said, oh, yeah, they're saying, uh, let's go, Brandon, rather than F that creepy old hair sniffer guy. So now you've got this meme of, of let's go, Brandon. And everyone knows what you mean when you say let's go, Brandon. But you ain't saying the fucking guy's name. So you're not actually giving him that power that you would give him if you were saying his name. You're saying let's go, Brandon. 
It's, it's the, the fucking perfect thing because it signals exactly what you mean. mean. It gives you power. It, it transmits your message, but it doesn't give energy to the weird demonic force. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that's a spectacular development. I think that's wonderful. I'm, I'm very into that, you know. So, um, yeah, shouts out to the uh, decaying Pravda media. Uh, please do keep coming up with these wonderful innovations. It's very useful. Hello, wife. Wife just came in here. What's up? Yeah, the reason they said let's go Brandon is because they were uh, whatever sports team it was there was a guy called Brandon who'd just done something pretty good and uh, they were interviewing him I don't know who I don't know if the woman who was interviewing came up with that herself or if they've got people like talking down an earpiece going uh, okay we've got a situation here everybody in the audience is shouting F, F the president and we're trying to pretend that everybody loves uh, that that robot thing so let's Pretend they're saying something else, and it will be like one of those deceptive, uh... What was the thing? When there was a green dress and a pink dress, or whatever the fuck it was. Is it NASCAR driver? <laughs> of course it was NASCAR. NASCAR is so great. Uh, holy, holy NASCAR. Yeah! Anyway, what's up, gang? Beautiful days to be alive. Now then the question arises, who's deceiving who? Who's fooling who? I'm fooling me. What is fooling? Now then the question arises, who's deceiving who? Who's fooling who? I'm fooling me? What is fooling? Fooling is playing like you're there when you're not. You know, getting somebody else to answer your name in the roll call. <laughs> so... We're all, this is the metaphysical basis of it. This is what the Hindus mean by Maya, the world illusion. The world is playing its there when it isn't. And it's a trap. And it sucks you in. 
you can't get out of it. And it's a trap. And it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. Come out. And it's a thorough big trap, too. But always, when you get an idea like this, or a feeling like this, follow it to its extreme. Don't back out from it. If you find you're selfish, go to the extreme of what selfishness means. Confusion largely results from not following feelings or ideas to their death. You know, people think they want to be immortal. They'd like to live forever. Do you really want to do that? Think about it. Really go into it. What it would be like. People say they want this, that, and the other. They want this kind of car. They want this kind of dress. This much money and so on. It's always a good idea to think it right through. What it would involve to be in that situation. To have those desires fulfilled. It's a trap. And it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. It's a trap. And it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. It's a trap. Yeah. And it sucks you in. And you can't get out of it. It's a trap. And it sucks you in. Also, when you form a relationship to another person, think it through too. You see? How inconvenient would they be? However attractive. Always turn the embroidery round and look at the underside, but don't get caught doing it. See, that's something one does on the side, in secret. Because otherwise you play the game that everything is as it's supposed to be on the front. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human. But that makes you humorous. And that makes you human.
who saw that? Negative. Jocko Unraveled podcast this week. Not happening. You'll see that shit. Heard that. I'm over 40 and I'm pushing 50. Whatever.
shouts out to my guy Jocko, future president of the United States of America, Jocko Willink, right there. With that meaning wave classic fight, F I G H T. Yo, did you catch out Jocko Unraveled podcast this week? Part of the new podcast he's got with uh, Daryl Martimade, who's incredibly based. Incredibly based. Everyone knows that Jocko is incredibly based, but Jocko keeps a lot of things to himself. You know what I mean? He's like me, but more so. Because <laughs> he's going to be president, you know? And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't be president and be be too explicitly based, uh, you know what I mean? You've got to leave some base to the imagination, you know? So he's got Daryl Martin made on the podcast. Uh, the podcast this week is called An Unmitigated Disaster and uh, it was about the uh, Afghanistan uh, situation. And it's, it's, uh, I thought Jocko was incredibly reserved. He only, he only said the F word like once. I thought he was incredibly reserved. I thought, he, I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. Anyway, check that out if you haven't checked it out. It's number 22. Number 23. Number 23. Jocko Unraveled Podcast. Unmitigated Disaster. We've got people in the house. We've got Robert Easley in the house. He's been a member for a whopping 18 months. That's 18 months of support him anyway. Thank you. Ms. Be About sent us five bucks, which is very nice. Says, hello there. Enjoyed your Norm tribute and congratulations on 70K. Like-minded generation. Yeah, that's a good I forgot about that. Yeah, we are celebrating today. We've, We've always got, got something to celebrate, if you noticed. We've always, always got something to celebrate. And uh, yeah, this we just crossed 70k subs here on YouTube. 70,000 people have, have clicked that bell. I feel like that's quite a few people. Like, how many people is that in in um, in football stadium terms? How many people are in a football stadium? I can picture that because I've been to a football stadium. How many people go to a NASCAR game? How many people were shouting, let's go, Brandon? <laughs> Rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Thank you, Norm. Uh, one of the wonderful things about um, Norm McDonald dying, one of the wonderful things about uh, one of the most beautiful uh, souls ever to grace this earth, leaving said plane. Yeah, there's actually good things about it. One of the good things about it is like, it used to feel like it was just like, you know, you used to feel it was like you, just you and a few of the few people you, you knew that that knew and understood norm like that, you know what I mean? And you'd, you'd, you'd haunt the um, not norm YouTube, you know, and just spend hours watching little compilation reels and stuff. But now everybody does. You see everybody doing it. It's like not a day goes by and some norm clip or ever that I haven't seen before because he did so much. He, was, he did so many interviews and podcast appearances and things. And, and the difference between Norm MacDonald and regular humans is that everything Norm MacDonald did was was uh, okay, okay, so if you think that, that say, uh, let's see, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis is good at acting, right? He only made like eight films. So you can only watch him acting in like eight things. Daniel Day-Lewis was very, very good at what he did, but he only did it in a, in a few, like eight fucking things that you can see. Whereas Norm MacDonald, 
who's about the best Norm MacDonald that there ever possibly could have been. Every time he was out there being Norm MacDonald, it was like 100% peak performance Norm MacDonald. So that means every single talk show appearance, interview, podcast, live recording, uh, so, like his fucking cameos are all genius. Cameo is that thing where you pay someone like a hundred bucks to send you a homie a birthday message or whatever. You know, he was on Cameo. All of his cameos are amazing. It's fucking brilliant. It's wonderful. So that's been an absolute blessing. Like, not a day goes by when I don't... And I, so I'm someone who binged Norm for years. And I'm seeing new shit every day. Uh, just, I nearly bust my jaw yesterday. My homie sent me a Norm thing I'd never seen before. And it was so funny. It fucking, my jaw nearly dislocated. Uh, Joe, Joe Petrakovich says, Kira, your microphone is echoing. Uh. Yeah, yeah, my, my wife came in earlier and said something about that. that. I can't hear it. I wonder why that might be. It sounded normal to me. Um, and I do wonder why that is, but uh, anyway. How's it sound now? Let me know how it sounds now. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I've still, still got, got lots of technicalities I need to iron out in this Airbnb, Airbnb setup. You know what I mean? So I'm doing lots of stuff. Uh, it's, it's been a very busy week. week. It's a very busy life. Very busy lifetime. Working working very, very hard to uh, make sure the music keeps flowing. And the music does keep flowing. We had a new EP come out this week. Uh, we'll, we'll check that shortly. LWL Productions are still echoing. Oh, well. Not really anything I can do about that. One, 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 one. Yeah, yeah I've turned whatever. God. Yeah, I don't know what that might be. How about now? How about now? Are you going to tell me the whole the sound has been awful for the whole time we've been broadcasting, which has been fucking 50 minutes? What does the, has the music sounded like ass as well? Have we still got an echo? Let me know, let me know, let me know. Uh, Gartham says, your setup is awesome, Akira. Hey, thanks very much. Uh, this is my traveling Airbnb setup that I've been slightly adding little things to. Most of this, the vast majority of, of what you can see this functional, uh, came with me from America in a suitcase. You know? Is it still going? Someone says perfect. Someone says much better. Someone says, yeah, that's it. All right, so it turns out what that was was uh, one of these cameras was somehow transmitting audio. I didn't even know they did that. I've got some GoPros. I've got some GoPro Hero 3 Pluses. They're really old, but you can use them as webcams, you know, and they're like... They're, they're pretty, pretty uh, not expensive. You know, they're pretty not expensive. Uh, yeah, anyway. Doop, doop, doop. Okay, the whole time music was great only when you were talking. Yeah, wifey came in and, and tried to tell me. And I thought it was because I've got like a slight effect. Here's my effect. Day, day. I can't even hear that myself. I wonder if that's not working. Anyway, and I thought, oh, people moaning about my effects. That's my sound aesthetic. But no, there was actually a, a genuine error. Well, well, that's fixed now. God bless. God bless. Anyway, 
Uh, LWL Productions, uh, thank you for the 499. Says, you deserve to blow up so much more, Akira. Here's to another banger album. Hey, thank you. You're right. You're right. You're right. Of course, uh, blowing up, the blowing up is inevitable. Nothing wants to stand in way of something that is relentless. And we are, if nothing else, relentless. So as always, it is but a matter of time. Here we are celebrating 70,000 subs. We've got Julia Hines in the building, and that's a wonderful thing. Hello, Julia. Thank you for the $5 super chat. It says, best quote from last Friday, bitch, you are nature. Definitely the next merch idea, love. Love you, Akira the Don. Love you, Mans Fam. Love you, Julia Hines. Bitch, you are nature. That is a good t-shirt. You are correct. Someone make a note of that. Um, speaking of, yeah, some people were leaving messages saying uh, that they... Akira the Don. People were saying, I really love the artwork on Freedoms of Chains. I hope it is some merch. And uh, so you can... Now, there are now t-shirts in the shop of the art from Inside Job, the single... Freedom to Change, the EP. Both of those uh, artworks were by me. People keep going, Akira the Don, who does your artwork? Uh, like, I do most of it, actually. I do most of it. Sometimes uh, talented people like Phased uh, will do uh, illustrations. Uh, Nicholas Patara, all sorts of uh, wonderful people have done wonderful illustrations. Tommy, the comic guy, who's... Uh, he hasn't drawn anything for me recently uh, because he's wrapped up on a top secret project. And he sends it me and it's so fucking good, Tommy Patterson. Uh, he sends it me, it's so good. It's so good, I was looking at it and Hercules was looking at it too. And Hercules goes, Dada, you should have artwork that good on your records. Why don't you get this guy to draw something for you? I said he already did. And Hercules said, well, these drawings are much better than the ones you did for you. I said, you cheeky little shit. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it's very good. And, uh, yeah, when I just got it out, maybe I'll bring him on. I should do some more podcasts, shouldn't I? I should talk with more people on my show. I've done a bunch of top cat podca that podcasts. I got recorded a couple of podcasts for other people over the past week that were really good and really deep and will be coming out soon. Uh, oh, also, speaking of, um, of soon, uh, it's Decentraland uh, hosting the first Metaverse Festival next weekend. And I will be performing. Yeah, boy! We'll be performing uh, alongside Dead Mouse and uh, Paris Hilton <laughs> and other, other, other luminaries. You know, other luminaries. So, you know, if you are that way inclined, if you're metaverse inclined, then that's very exciting. You know, that's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time. Uh, so, yeah. Oops. Uh, uh, so far, there's. I've only announced that in the uh, Telegram. Telegram's where I tell all my dearest secrets. You know, I didn't mention that anywhere else yet on Telegram. So if you're not following us on Telegram, you should, because that's where I let go the exclusives first. Uh, so t.me/slash/akira/the_don. T.me/slash/akira_the_don, and you'll know about things like that first. You know, before first. Did I post this? Did I post this to the, to the Telegram?
Yeah, you'll get everything first. Apart from, I've got this weird thing where I keep forgetting to post the YouTube link to Telegram when I go live. It's because I have to do so many things when I'm doing a live stream. There's a lot of stuff I have to do all at once. Yeah. A lot of things I have to do all at once. <laughs> Joe Petrakovich says, Love. Also, Akira, your microphone is echoing. Oh, we fixed that, didn't we? Thank you. Andrew, thank you for the five Canadian thing. Says, Congratulations on 70K ATD. We're loving the candy coated meaning wave monolith. It's a win win. Much love to everyone in the MAZ. Yay! So that's the JVP monolith. Shouts out to the JVP monoliths, the first part of the JVP wave vinyl campaign to ship. That was the section, the part that was not affected by global supply chain issues. So that's nice. Uh, Miranda Alec, thank you for the support, you beautiful man. Just sent us $20 and then $1.99 and then $50. Holy cow! Holy cow, Mirandale. That was very lovely of you. Thank you. Il Ink says, did he just say he was going to do a VR concert with Dead Mouse and Paris Hilton? Did I hear that right? Yes, you did, actually. You did. That is what you... Yeah, that's next, that's next week. Information is in the, is in the telegram t.me slash Akira the Dawn, and I'll be posting more about that over the coming week, I imagine. But yeah, um, and it's very cool. Like, I'll talk more, I'll talk more about it, but it was really cool because, um, like, obviously, I have fans uh, in that world, obviously. I mean, you, you're probably listening now. You're the, you know, Meaning Wave. Meaning Wave listeners are futuristic, uh, talented, smart, future-creating Beasts, you know, glorious beasts, you know. So of course they're doing things like building the metaverse, and of course, therefore, they would like Akira the Dawn's play. And what's also really cool about it is, like, turned out that someone uh, incidentally involved in that who'd been someone had said, "Oh, one of the people there was like, oh, you should, we should definitely get Akira the Dawn to play. Akira the Dawn is, you know, the best." And this person, the person who's basically like one of the main people over there was like, oh, I know Akira the Don from back in the day when we used to get mashed up in pubs in London, in Camden together. And it's like someone I hadn't seen for like 25 years or something. And it was so cool that like, you know, hadn't seen each other for like last time. It was so long since I saw this person that, you know, social media and shit like that didn't exist then. So we never even knew each other online at all. We only knew each other. You know, I don't know if you remember back in the day before the internet was really a thing. There'd be certain people that you knew, but you only knew them like because you would see them at certain pubs. And that's the only time you would see them. Or certain after parties, or like certain bus stops at three in the morning in London or something like that. There's certain people that you only knew in those places. And you didn't see them anywhere else. And there was no ins there was no social media. You didn't you didn't watch them bitching about politics uh, uneducatedly. Uh, on uh, whatever, you know what I mean? It was a different way of knowing people. Very different way of knowing people. And uh, it's really cool to then reacquaint oneself with someone from that time period who is now, you know, is engaged in futuristic uh, exploit exploration and exploitation of contemporary and, and incoming technological shit as you are, you know? It's really epic, it's really exciting. So anyway, uh, yeah, next weekend, Akira the Dawn, Dead Mouse, Paris Hilton, a whole bunch of people 
Decentraland Metaverse Festival. And uh, we'll be doing some cool things. There'll be some cool kind of like... Uh, anyway, we'll talk more about it over the coming week, but there'll be some cool shit to do with that uh, in the nifty type space. Speaking of which, we got some new nifties. Shouts out to everyone who's cop nifties this week. Uh, who got the medium is the massage nifty? Someone got that. Congratulations to you. Very cool. Very cool. Sahani's out there summoning people. Let's summon people. What up, Robert Easley? Robert Easley just got summoned. Summon the homies this time. Space Jason says, I imagine there'll be a conflict of ideology while performing with these establishment pop DJs. Wake about the Kira. <laughs> I don't think so. I like Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse is awesome. Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse is great. Uh, Dead Mouse has been operating in the future and being doing interesting things for, for a long time. Dead Mouse really cares about uh, his his sound. Dead Mouse really cares about what he's doing. I have a lot of respect for Dead Mouse. And you know, Paris Hilton has been uh, exploiting uh, the limits of technology uh, for for the longest of time. Uh, you know, she was actually in one of my early music videos. She was actually in one of my early music videos. She was in the video for Living in the Future. There's a line in my song Living in the Future from 2004 where I sing delightedly. Uh, what is it? Uh, and we can see, what is it? And we can, and we can see celebrities in bed. It's amazing. And we can watch hostages being beheaded. It's true, right? And uh, at the bit where it says we can see celebrities in bed, it's amazing. You've got Paris Hilton, a cartoon that I drew, Paris Hilton in bed with uh, Stewie from Family Guy and Little Flip. You know, Little Flip. Shouts out to Little Flip. And that's a lovely, I have to dig that out. For uh, I should dig that out and and put that as part of my visuals at Decentraland, shouldn't I? That'd be epic. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody's similar, but everybody's different. And your attitude has a giant effect, not just on your life, but on other people's lives around you. That's the other thing about it. Those I can't catch a break guys, get them the fuck away from me. I can't be around those guys. I don't wanna hear that shit. I don't wanna hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Let's go, Brandon! We got anyone called Brandon in the house? Everybody's different. Everybody's similar, but everybody's different. And your attitude has a giant effect, not just on your life, but on other people's lives around you. That's the other thing about it. Those I can't catch a break guys, get them the fuck away from me. I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away. 
Everybody has bad breaks. I've had a shit ton of bad breaks. But you know what I did? Stayed up! And I thought through it. And I figured out what the fuck I did wrong. Bass Drogon is so bass. It's like, I fucked up everything I've ever done a hundred times. There's no other way to do it. But you gotta realize when you have those shitty breaks what that is. It's an opportunity for you to reassess, reboot, get better, figure out another way, find another way through. It's just challenges. And the people that look at those challenges go, whoa, whoa, we have these challenges. They're cancer. Those people are dangerous to be around. They will rob you of your enthusiasm. They don't give you any fuel. They're the opposite of fuel. But fuel people kicking ass. People that are out there just fucking hustling. Always, always getting things done. Always always getting things done, bucko. My friend Jocko, every morning I'll check his Instagram page, 4.30, shows a picture of his watch. He's out there working out 4.30 in the morning. Does it every fucking morning. Why? Because... Because he doesn't want to. That's how you do it. You go and get after it. Don't make any excuses. Go! And those kind of guys are fuel. Yeah. But those I can't catch a break guys, they're the opposite of fuel. They're just pissing on your fire. And Get them the fuck away from me. I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't wanna hear that shit. Come on. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't wanna hear that shit. Get them the fuck. I don't wanna hear that shit. I don't wanna hear that shit. The people that are surround them are all idiots. Cause only idiots wanna be around. I can't catch a break guy. Makes a noise to Julia, hi. The dummies stick around. The hero of the chat. After a while, even if they're your good friend, you gotta be like, bro, you gotta fucking stop. You gotta stop those I can't catch a bullshit. All the time you're complaining, you could be instead hustling. You could be instead chasing your dream. You could be instead figuring out what you're doing wrong, trying to prove certain aspects of your life, getting your shit together, reading a book, meditating, something. Fucking something! Something. Fucking something. something. But this I can't catch a break shit is not helping anybody. Pushes everybody away from you. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. Get them the fuck away from me. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't wanna hear that shit. I don't wanna hear that shit. I don't wanna hear that shit. Get down the fuck away. 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 Get down the fuck away. Yeah, that's the echo I thought was on before. Get him the door! Oh, 
in the chat for all them fuck away from me guys F's in the chat for all the fuck away from me guys alright and F's in the chat for all the people who were like oh Rogan sold out oh no no Rogan sold out like uh, cause like Rogan didn't you know destroy his career and render himself useless Rogan was always a smart motherfucker you know what I mean and here's the thing Rogan is still there making morons look stupid. If Rogan had just torpedoed himself by, by you know, uh, not being uh, as devil's advocate in order as he is being, he would not be in the position to make that creepy CNN guy look like a fucking moron. You know what I mean? And to further uh, enlighten uh, those that require enlightenment as to the true nature of the reality in which they reside. Nami. Man, like, in case you missed it this week, man, like, Rogan had some creepy doofus from CNN on and just straight up to his face was like, yo, damn people you work for lied about me and said I was eating horse dewormer. Why they do that for? Don't you think that's fucked up and creepy? And this guy was all squirming and shit and like, uh, and he kind of was like, well, yeah, because they couldn't have done that. Then the guy was back on CNN like the day afterwards, repeating the lie. And lots of people saw that and lots of people got, oh, lots of people got enlightened after that, you know what I mean? Because if those motherfuckers would lie about Joseph Rogan uh, eating uh, horse tranquilizing, or whatever, no, that's ketamine, isn't it? Why is it these people got no problem with fucking shoveling tons of ketamine down their faces, but CNN says that uh, that other thing is bad, and they're like, mm -hmm. anyway, whatever. You, you all know the answer to that shit. But the point is, Rogan kept himself in the game, kept himself useful, and now is there making the dumb motherfuckers look like dumb motherfuckers in front of the whole world. And that's useful! That is way more useful than Rogan taking himself out of the game. No, I mean, he's in the game. It's interesting to look at who was in the game in 2016 and who is no longer in the game. Who played the game? Who got played? No, I mean, interesting to witness. <laughs> yeah! Whoa! This is a respect because it is good. What is human deserves our affection because it is like us. What is divine deserves our respect because it is good. What is human deserves our affection because it is like us. Hey, hey, nothing is more pathetic than people who run around in circles, delving into the things that lie beneath, and conduct an investigation to the souls of the people around them. When all you have to do is pay attention to the power inside you and worship it sincerely. Because becoming metal with time or becoming aimless and dissatisfied with nature. Just worship it sincerely. Keep it becoming metal with time or aimless and dissatisfied with nature. Divine and human! Because it is good. What is human deserves our affection because it is like us. What is divine deserves our respect because it is good. 
What is human deserves our affection because it is like us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I pity too. And I pity too. And I pity too. And I pity too. Sometimes resentability to good from bad is terrible A blindness is the kind that can't tell white from black Even the beginning of 3,000 more years or 10 times I remember You can't live another life in this one You can't live another night you're losing Longest demand for the same is the shortest Press and save for everyone It's lost and save for everyone And it should be clear that every instant is all that is lost Cause you can't lose even past in the future how can you lose what you don't have? Remember three things. One, everything will always be the same. Everything is always been the same. Everything is always been the same. Everything is always been the same and it keeps recurring. Aye, aye. Everything is always been the same. Everything is always been the same. Everything is always been the same. Everything is always been the same and it keeps recurring. What is divine? What is human desires our affection because it is like us? What is divine? What is human deserves our affection because it is like us. through with the high energy team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how y'all feeling out there, baby? What's cracking? What's cracking, baby? Make some noise for yourself. Ooh. <laughs> Jay-Z the Lionheart, thank you for the super chat. <laughs> says, grats on 70K. Okay, what do you mean, grats? Can you not, can, do you not have time to write congratulations? Is that what it, do you not have time? To write congratulate grats. What is this grats? Uh, no, that's 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 rude of me. I, I will. I humbly accept your grats. <laughs> grats on 70k. Akira, God bless and thanks for the show. Hey, you welcome, baby. God bless you. We're celebrating, we're not just celebrating 70k subs, we're celebrating 19 months of Matt Damon. Or should I say, Matt Damon? See, that's the echo I thought I had running. 
Super chat like a G. Appreciate you, my guy. Are you going to be joining us at Decentraland next week? I think it's next Sunday. I think we're like we're doing day three. Three-day festival, old school. Sunday, the third day is obviously the best day. That's the day of champions. That's the day with serious people. That's the day of the ultimate performance. That's ultimate performance day. Yes, it is. We gonna be there! And you're gonna be there with us! You better be. Oh my god, so you know this beat, right? You know that beat. That was on Goldtron, it was called Hash Rock. And uh, then it ended up uh, being used for a Watts record. Nasty also did it, something with it. I don't know if I ever played with this. For the six of My guy Big Nasty, back in London, hit this beat very hard. For the six of Miss Innocent, 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 Miss Innocent
She turns the lights off, gives me a show She wants to dance, I'm in a trance Good girls going bad, good girls going bad Good girls going bad, good girls going bad Good girls going bad, good girls going bad Good girls going bad Nasty hitting the hash rock beat by Akira the Don. That's me. All right, so let's see what we think. Uh, Big Nasty hit that beat, but do you know who else hit that beat? Do you know who else hit that beat? I love you. I love you. And I were to reply, are you serious or are you just playing with me? That would be quite the wrong response. Because I hope she's not serious and that she will play with me. I should say, are you sincere or are you just toying? Because you see, the word play has many different senses. A person who is playing the organ in church is certainly not doing something trivial. When you go to see a play called Hamlet, you're not seeing something trivial. When the concert artist plays Mozart, he is certainly entertaining you, but it's not a trivial entertainment. But on the other hand, we would use play in a quite a different sense when we mean just fooling around, doing it for kicks. Hey, doing it for kicks. Doing it for kicks. Doing it for kicks. So it is fundamental, as a matter of fact, to both the Hindu and the Christian tradition that the universe is the play of God. But the Christian thinks of it in the terms of a construction play, like building blocks. The Hindu thinks of it as dramatic play, of the actual participation of the God in the creation. So that every being... There's Alex in the building. Where's Alex at? Doing it for kicks. Oh, he is here. What's up? God in disguise. Kicks. God in disguise. Doing it for kicks. God in disguise. Doing it for... Doing it for kicks. And here's the thing. Here's what's interesting, right? What Big Nasty hit that beat with and what Alan Watts hit that beat with and not entirely dissimilar. You know what I mean? Not entirely dissimilar. Not entirely dissimilar. What's up, Brad M's? Man like Brad M's. Appreciate you came through with the 50 dollar and one cent super chat says thank you Akira me and my wife are listening strong for two years and counting 
I can't tell you enough how much you have impacted our life. Thank you for another awesome Friday. Meaning way. Yo, I really do. Really do, baby. How about that? More and more every day it seems that there's just undeniable. It's undeniable the existence of Meaning Wave. Shout out to Brad Ams and Brad Ams' wife. Two years in the Meaning Wave universe. Two years in the Meaning Wave universe. Yo. Who was here when Be A Plumber dropped? One's in the chat if you were here when Be A Plumber dropped. the international high five. Look at all these ones in the chat. We've got ones in the chat. Shouts out to the OGs. Shouts out to the OGs. Two's in the chat if you were here before Meaning Wave. If you were listening to Akira the Dawn before Meaning Wave. Two's in the chat. What up, Brother Grim? Thank you for the 777. Because your beautiful baby. Keep it going, Brother Maz. Forever! Forever! Level two, Brother Grim, level two. International High Five O'Clock, let me know where you're at and when you discovered the wave. Where you're at and when you discovered the wave. We hit 70,000 subs uh, and 87 of you <laughs> here. <laughs> hey guys. Il Ing says, how much does anyone want to bet we get sacks tonight? How much sax is there in the Meaning Wave universe now? I feel it's a bit. It's a bit of sax. It's a bit. Yeah! yeah. Man like Matt Lally comes through the 502. $50.02 because he's got a one-up like that. You've got to go one-up. Says, hello, M-A-Z. Good boys and girls gone bad. Boys and girls. Good girls go bad, good girls go 
Sheila says, I was here for be a plumber. However, I was more happy to be here for Golden Age. Golden Age. Uh, Tahani says, I think I was post-meaning wave, but pre-M-A-Z. Sheila, Nashville with lo-fi mix. Gaber 820, Indiana, 2017, I think. Johnny Appleseed listening to Scott Adams. So that would be within the last year. Isn't that beautiful? Glad you're here, Johnny Appleseed. Ike Van Reed via the Peterson podcast. Which one? Amazing. Ike Van Reed, second Peterson podcast. I like the way you clarified that before. Uh, That's very good. Melinda. Copper Mountain CO, Easter Church of Meaning 2020, thanks to Cody Taylor. Jake Gutty, Kansas City in the house, been here since 2019. Scoops 82 Metro East discovered the wave in 2019, GTA Vice City video. Oh shit. How did you find it? How did you find that one? I remember making that. I remember that. Was that the running mix? I think that was the running mix, right? And I literally recorded myself. I literally bought Grand Theft Auto Vice City on my PlayStation 4 to record myself running through the city. And then I ended up just playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City till like five in the morning because I fucking love that game. Fucking love that game. I've said this before, I'll say it again. When I was a music journalist back in the day, I took like a week off to like, uh, just like consume Weed and play GTA by a city, and it was a one, it was one of my, the happiest times. <laughs> I will not regret that on my deathbed. I will regret Dexter, or at least I won't look back on watching Dexter fondly. Although I did, I did used to like me and my wife used to like just like lie around watching TV shows romantically, and I did like the lying around romantically bit. Could have been watching something better than Dexter. Could have been watching something better than Dexter. The Walking Dead falls into that category as well. I do not uh, regret, you know, uh, trying to think of something that was good. Only Fools and Horses. I don't regret a moment watching Only Fools and Horses. How about that? Fool killer! Maryland. And when Scott Adams mentioned the first album on his podcast. Matt Lally, Fort Lauderdale, 2020. You're also via Scott Adams' album number one. Shout out to Scott Adams. What a guy. Jules Vaughan, Denver CEO. When the wave saved me and guided me forward. Tim W. Brisbane, Australia. Tim W., by the way, owner of the Life is good, NFT. And you know that because it's the picture, it's his avatar. I do like the uh, NFT as avatar thing. I do like that. I wonder what mine should be. Maybe I should just make my avatar into an NFT and then own it myself. Uh, Brisbane, Australia, and sometime between JBP Wave Genesis and the pack. That was like, uh, that was like a four month period, wasn't it? That period. 
that was that was one of the many golden ages of Meaning Wave. Meaning Wave Golden Age. There was like the Path, the this record, What's Wave Dreams. All those records came out quite close to each other. Time Wave. That was a good little period. They're all good periods, you know. Uh, <laughs> Matt Maruho, Sacramento, CA. I discovered the wave looking for Alan Watts lectures in January of 2020. Nice. Sergeant in bed found uh, be a plumber a month or two after it came out. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. WMIVMD, the first JBP podcast. Kyla Sherrod, Fla Fla, 2018. Javier Alejandro Ramirez Juarez uh, Guri. I better fucked up that last bit. Uh, says, hey, Matt, you're very generous. We all love Akira the Dawn. Meaning way for the win. That's right. Yeah! Orsivian, Prison Island, Australia. Yo, is they really th saying they're going to find you now? Are they really like that fucking guy? You all need to drag him outside and kick his fucking head in. Uh, Prison Island, Australia, discovered the wave via JBP Reddit early, early days. Been cleaning my room ever since. Thank you, Akira. Thank you, M-A-Z. Thank you, Orsivian. We love you. Love to you and your family. You epic beast. Uh, Julia Hines, I'm in North Cali. Discovered Maz last year when I happened upon Akira and Peterson interview. Brother Grim, Minnesota. Minnesota, cold like Minnesota. About two years ago here. JC the Lionheart, I discovered a wave in San Diego when I saw you post. It feels like it works on Scott Adams' page. Became an instant fan. I went down to Maz Rabbit Hole. Baby love, meaning wave. This is interesting, right? Yeah! The Scott Adams ones are not like, they're not the, the most streamed on, say, Spotify and YouTube at all. But they bought in some of our most beloved community members. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? We just had like a whole bunch of people in a row who who came here via Scott Adams. Very interesting. Got a, there's probably a reason as to why that is, as to why the people who came via Scott Adams uh, are such wonderful community-minded sorts of people, and such personable people. I tell you, because you know, not everybody wants to talk in a chat room. Not everyone has, uh, some people just don't want it. Some people aren't interested. And some people are, are shy. You know, shout out to you if you're shy. If you're locked in right now and you're a bit shy, drop a wave emoji. You know, uh, drop a wave emoji. But that is very interesting. Tahani uh, uh, says, uh, when did 12 Rules for Life album drop? That's a good question. I think it was like January of 2018, maybe. I could be wrong. Uh, Julia Hines. Brother Grimm says, Clean Up Your Room was the first song I heard, hooked ever since. Matt Marujo says, I was here for the first meaning stream. Amazing. Andrew Kamaromi, Scarborough 2018. Message just ran away from me. Message, come back. Message, come back. No, can't find the message. That's so weird. Sheila Ferreria says, Dexter was great. Yeah! I don't know. I mean, Dexter was like, it was... It was fun for a few seasons, and then it really, really like went off the rails. I think that's the thing. And it's when these things go off the rails like that, it's like it kind of ruins the early parts for me. I mean, a wonderful example of that, of course, is Game of Thrones. I will never watch Game of Thrones again. And there was a w point at around sort of midway through season three where I, I think I declared with all seriousness 
uh, in a tweet or something that Game of Thrones was the pinnacle of human artistic achievement. It was that good. It was that good, and then it went so bad that it completely like negated all that came before. I do still like, love the books, and recently I've been uh, sort of detoxing from world events by uh, listening to seven-hour-long theory-crafting videos about A Song of Ice and Fire. You know, which uh, is great. You know, and it's uh, I found all these. What are these? Who was it? Alt Shift X, who's an Australian. There's some really good Australian YouTubers for some reason. Uh, Shares as an internet historian and Alt Shift X. Alt Shift X uh, does very serious, quite high-minded, and very well put together uh, Game of Thrones type videos. But then on his second channel, which is Alt Swift Swifty X, uh, he does more sort of fun things where he gets a bit drunk and does live streams. And he did a seven and a half hour video that was him, him going through Game of Thrones icebergs on Reddit. If you know what iceberg memes are, it's like you know got the iceberg and then everything beneath the iceberg. Uh, so then it's like the more obvious theory is at the top, like, um, you know, R plus, uh, R, R plus uh, L equals J type situation. And then the deeper down you go, then you go through like Jojen paste and those sorts of rumors. And then you get down to like Jon Snow is Jon Snow's father because he's time traveled or like time travel or the, the Night King is Bran or whatever the fuck. Or uh, shit, anyway. That's just very interesting because sometimes it's just like you just do need to unplug from the world a bit. You can get to you know you know how it is with the world. You can get the, if you get too deep into the world, you cannot see the the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? So you got to chill out a bit. Sometimes you got to pull out and uh, listen to seven hours of people uh, theorizing about a book that hasn't come out. For the do you know this is what I, and I tweeted something about this. It's a real testament to the world that George R. R. Mil Martin. Uh, built the world he built and the story he was telling he hasn't put a book out for a decade and people are still furiously theorizing about what's going to happen next in his story you know that's how good that was and uh it's not just because the story is good but the main thing is he built he built such a rich world and people love worlds and people love law and this this ties into something i think and talk about quite a lot which is the reason for that is is because law and uh, theory crafting and really in like having a world so big you can get lost in it and really think about it that allows you to be complicit and a part of the telling of the story that allows you to be participatory in the culture and so much of our culture post printing press has become a, a sort of lugubrious non-participatory culture where you're kind of observing other people doing things or reading about other people doing things or being shown a movie or whatever it is, you know? And uh, but we just love, we love to be a part of the telling of the story. And uh, that's the, the brilliance of what George R.R. R. Martin did. So, you know, it's real good advice to you, to anyone, if you're creating something, uh, maybe you've got a company you're putting together, maybe you've, uh, you know, maybe you've got a book, Maybe you're doing some drawings, you know, maybe you've got some cutlery. Maybe you've got some real nice cutlery you want to get to the people, you know. Uh, have a world. Have a world connected to it, you know, that people can get lost in. Have a universe that people can get lost in. Have a great sort of depth of story and things that people can just immerse themselves in and, and go exist in. 
uh, outside of this world. Because sometimes you, you just want to get away from this world. Even if it's to appreciate this world better. You know, you want to go somewhere else for a little while. So if you, can, if you can add that to whatever it is you're making, whatever it is you're making will be that much more successful and that much more useful. You know? And it's something we have going on here. Here we are, you know, this is, this is, we have here this lovely world. You can go get lost in the meaning wave universe. And you can hang out with the homies. You can talk about it. And you can talk about other things via your connection through it. You know, this is a beautiful thing. Costanza, uh, Defiari, for example, uh, discovered meaning wave at the meaning stream number 180, uh, where my ILDR couple, Dave Owen, made a shout out and we enjoyed music together then i really got into akira the dom's music completely isn't that nice shout out to you costanza uh shout out to tahani shout out to the scoop shout out to julia francis barrett rod Zor, uh ill inc says i would love a whole meaning wave rap album with just akira and his lyrics i'm actually crossing my fingers for it yeah uh you know that's coming. That's part, that was always part of the whole plan. Um, but, you know, I had to get the people ready and receptive and in the right place to uh, receive it. And I had to be in the right, uh, I had to have the right amount of uh, accumulated wisdom and skills to make it to the level that uh, it needed to be made to. I think we're getting close to that. What up, Richie Ricky? What up, Sheila? What up, Francis? Uh, what up, Tahani? Gaber820 says, was the Dune Wave 2017 or 2018? I found you when you released that through Comic Book Girl 19, a.k.a. Danica. Well, in which case, you're going to be very happy about the uh, upcoming Dune Wave uh, music, new Dune Wave music, and much more than previous. We, there's a lot of records, a lot of records. Partman says, Akira going to rock it soon. I can feel it. Sahani says, I demand Meaning Wave Golden Age swag line. Or you mean like uh, clothing with Golden Age written on it. Something like that. Jake says, jetpacks for everyone. Very good point. Very good point. Francis Barrett says, Akira, it's all based females in your chat now. What happened since I was here last? What do you mean? We've always had based females in our chat. Speaking of which, Cindy Bailey. What up, Cindy Bailey? Says, MAZ meetups are a thing. Definitely looking forward to meeting you all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tahani, Alex, YouTube villain Alex, don't give up on my beats question. Beats question? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Did I catch up with all the chat? I did. I think I caught up with most of the chat, and that means we can do a uh, an international high five. And that's very exciting. That's what everyone's been waiting for. Everyone's been waiting for the international high five. You know? So we're going to do it! Oh, good. Stop. Are you ready? Are you ready? Three, two, one. Hi. Oh. Speaking of bass. Akira. Make some noise for Paul Harvey. Fine mess. Now then. Make some noise! Newest editions of Meaning Wave Universe. Akira. The legendary. Paul Harvey. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Now then, what makes a nation strong? Taxes? 
There's nothing new about those either. The first income tax was paid by Abraham. It was written on a rock by the hand of divinity and handed to Moses at the top of Mount Sinai. And you might want to remember this. It was at the flat rate of 10%. It promised the wrath of God on anybody who tampered with or violated that law. Christ was born in Bethlehem because Joseph was on his way to pay his taxes. Joseph was a relatively well-to-do landowner. Yet the taxes exacted by Caesar Augustus were so exorbitant that he didn't have enough money left over to employ a trusted messenger for the mission. So though his wife was great with child, he made the journey himself. Journey himself. Journey, journey himself. Christ was born in Bethlehem because Joseph was on his way to pay his taxes. Because there was a housing shortage when he got there. Our problems are not new. Christ was born in a manger because there was a housing shortage. Our problems are not new. Christ was born in a manger because there was a housing shortage. Our problems are not new. At Ronnie Mead, the Magna Carta was handed to King John on the end of a sword, denying to royalty. The right of unlimited taxation. Did you know it was for us, the American people, to become the first in recorded history ever voluntarily to surrender our rights to private property? Oh, yes, we did. With an innocent-sounding constitutional amendment, the 16th, which says that Congress will have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived. We forgot to put any limit on the extent to which we could tax ourselves. Conceivably, we could be taxed out of all private property. We could be taxed not 70%, 80%, 90%, but 100%. We could awaken one morning and find that the government owns the farm and the house and the car and has a mortgage on the church, legally. Historically, whenever any nation has taxed its people more than 25% of their national income, the initiative was destroyed and that nation was headed for economic eclipse. Presently, the American people are being taxed 33%. Of their total income. History says we'll roll forward on momentum for a little while, but we'd better get some more gas in the tank pretty quick. History says we'll roll forward on momentum for a little while, but we'd better get some more gas in the tank pretty quick. History says we'll roll forward on momentum for a little while, but we'd better get some more gas in the tank pretty quick. History says we'll roll forward on momentum for a little while. We'd better get some more gas in the tank pretty quick. Because there was a housing shortage. Our problems are not new. What? Christ was born in a manger because there was a housing shortage. Our problems are not new. Christ was born in a manger because there was a housing shortage. Our problems are not new. Christ was born in a manger because there was a housing shortage. Our problems are not new. Ah, oh, shoot! All them wave emojis in the chat right now for Mr. Paul Harvey. I think he, like, I think this vocal is from like 1959 or something, or maybe 1960 or something. Like a while ago. Just an incredibly prescient, prophetic and beautifully delivered. His flow is fucking crazy on this record. His flow is crazy. If you don't know about Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey was an American radio broadcaster. 
legendary radio broadcaster from back in the day when people listened to the radio, you know? He used to speak to 24 million people a week. 24 million people a week. A lot of people don't uh, know him now, but they knew him then, and it just shows you how quickly, how fleeting, how fleeting it all is. This guy was like the most famous guy in the world. It was not long ago. And now, like, uh, like half the comments on this were like, oh, I've never heard this guy before. This, is, this guy is amazing. The other half were people like, I used to listen to him with my dad. This is amazing. Obviously, it's true. He recorded over 3,000 episodes of his Rest of the Story show. 3,000. And the crazy thing about Paul Harvey is like, I don't know, everything I've listened to of him is fire. Fire! Just fire. Speaks with the confidence of someone who knows what the fuck he's talking about, you know? I mean, at the, just at the beginning, it just it blew my mind. So, like, the way this record came into being, this was not planned. I always tell you, I have a plan, I have a roadmap of uh, specific voices and people, and then also themes and subjects, you know, that I'm moving, moving around and towards. But I always make sure I leave enough space in order to be able to do things based purely on uh, inspiration at the moment it hits, you know. And uh, a few weeks ago, months, month or two, month or so ago, maybe five weeks ago, something like that, I got it, Hercules got ill, an illness from Jiu-Jitsu or some shit and gave that to me. My wife is like, you need to bread, just go to fucking bed, you're, you're gonna die, just go, go lie down. I went, all right, all right, all right. She's like, just take, an, just take a day. Like, all right, all right. Uh, you know, I'm in bed, you know what I mean? I mean, looking in uh, Frank Quitely's telegram, shout out to uh, Frank Quitely. Quite frankly, sorry, Frank Quitely's. <laughs> I always get those two confused. Uh, quite frankly. Frank Quitely is the artist. Quite frankly, is the uh, podcaster. Anyway, he posted uh, this, the audio. And it's one of those things like there's just the first syllable. I was like, oh shit, this a fucking record. You know, and uh, because and I live in the future, you know what I mean? I've got a laptop. And the laptop, this single laptop that's right here. Like, this is all my shit is on this laptop. My entire DJing and production and everything is on this laptop. This is a MacBook Air. The MacBook Air is powerful enough to do things that, uh, you know, you, you'd need a whole studio for just like 10 years ago. So anyway, you know, I'm in bed being ill. I've got this MacBook Air. And I basically had laid out this album, kind of edited the, vo edited the vocals, worked out the choruses, worked out the arrangement, worked out the melodies, worked out the chord progressions, the basic shape of the thing, like, I don't know, within an hour or something. My wife comes in, she's like, you're supposed to be resting! Gaber 820 says you should def, def do an Art Bell meeting wave. You know, I did something with Art Bell on one of my very first mixtapes. 
I've done it, I've sampled Art Bell on a number of occasions, actually. You know, one of the scariest things I ever heard, you probably heard this, you ever heard the time that guy, the Area 51 guy called into Art Bell's show? And he's crying and shit, and he's like, they're gonna kill everybody. It's fucking, I can't even think about that without getting chills. That shit freaked me out. I made a song about that, out of that years ago, you know. Shouts out to the OG, OG Akira the Dome fans who, who, who are aware that we've been doing this thing for a long time, you know. Shit for a long time. But yeah, that's right, Fool Killer. Inspiration is perishable. And that's what I'm saying. You've got to leave enough room open. That was uh, one of the lessons from the Navarre record, you know. Inspiration is perishable. You know. If you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. You really should. Had I not, had I been like, oh, I'll wait till I get better and I'll return to this. One, might never have returned to it. Two, if I did, it would've been completely different. If I'd left it an hour, it would've been completely different. Mark Damarest. See, ours is not the first by a George Good government to arise on the world stage. There have been several. Rome, Spain, and Greece, and China, and each enjoyed about 150 years at its zenith. That's just about our time in the new world. And then each decayed away. Not one of them was ever destroyed by anybody else's marching legions. Each rotted away, morally, socially, culturally, economically, simultaneously. You know, one of the most cruel paradoxes of history is this. Because each was a good government, or bountiful fruit. When it bore bountiful fruit, the people got fat. When they got fat, they got lazy. When, when they, they got, got lazy, lazy, they began to resolve themselves of personal responsibility and turn over to government to do for them things which traditionally they had been doing for themselves. First, there appears to be nothing wrong asking government to perform some extra service for you, but if you ask government for extra services, government, in order to perform its increasing function, has to get bigger, right? And as government gets bigger, in order to support its increasing size, it has to what? What? Tax the individual more, so the individual gets littler. And to collect the increased taxes requires more tax collectors, so the government gets bigger in order to pay the additional tax collectors and has to tax the individual more, so the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler. And the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler until the government is all powerful. The individual is hardly anything at all. Good, good, good government. When it bought bountiful fruit, the people got fat. When they got fat, they got lazy. When, when they, they got, got lazy, lazy, they began to own themselves and personal responsibility and turn over the government to do them. Some believe that the need is for a vigorous, strong man to arise on the scene, to regulate and regiment the affairs. Yet history tells us there have been several such once upon a time. There was a nation great and powerful and good. She was suffering from the aftermath of war, from the depression. Then came upon the scene a leader, an idealist, self-confident, intolerant. 
later limited his early activities to combating the financial depression. Nobody could argue with that. But in a while, he began to regulate business and establish new rules to govern commerce and finance. Some of them in diametrical disagreement with the God-made laws of supply and demand. But anybody who disagreed with those new rules was promptly fired. The new leader saw that under the old system of free enterprise, landlords prospered, so he levied new taxes to take away their profits and destroy what he called the monopoly of capital. To please laborers, he controlled prices. To win the favor of the farmers, he gave them loans and subsidies. The national debt mounted alarmingly. Whenever anybody tried to tell him that governments, even as people, can go broke when they spend beyond their income, he said they just didn't understand deficit finance. What do you say? Did he build on rock or on sand? Huh? I say on sand. I say on sand. For you see, this was the story of Emperor Su Tung Po. Each was a good guy. Government, for and for the truth. When it got bountiful fruit, the people got fat. When, when it got that, they got lazy. When it got lazy, they began to want to absolve themselves and personal responsibility and turn over the government to do for them. Things which traditionally they have been doing for themselves. People got fat. When it got fat, they got lazy. Blessed hands up! Conflict, street balls, corrupt governor. Conflict, street balls, corrupt governors. Lack of social integrity and moral responsibility. Akira. About 290 years after Christ, a Roman emperor named Diocletian Yo! took over. He really grabbed the bull by the horn. He took over in a period of turmoil and severe depression. The first thing Diocletian did was call in the gold and close the banks and raise the taxes. He reduced the power of the Senate, delegated its power to a lot of little government bureaus. Do you know they even had a transportation act back there? Prescribing the fee required to rent one laden ass per mile. And at today's rate of exchange, it would have amounted to about one-eighth per mile, which meant that in order to make a profit, a jackass would have to carry five passengers. 
Chelsea. We're simply beyond the capacity of the jackass. Diocletian <laughs> put millions of people on the public payroll. When this failed to do the job, the country was still in trouble. He asked more personal powers for himself. For a brief while, incidentally, they were standby powers. But then he used them all at once. He froze wages, he froze prices, he froze jobs, he stopped profits. He dictated to the farmer what he should plant, when and how he should sell it, and for how much, and he rationed food. Hey. What happened? The labor market closed down. Incentive was gone. Farm life became dependent on bureaucratic red tape. Exorbitant taxes cost the farmer his land. He kept for himself only a small plot on which he might grow turnips for his family. He lost the rest of it to the states. And without food and with incentive gone, city life stagnated and declined. And Rome passed into what history has recorded as the Dark Ages, lasting a thousand years. By turning to the left, the world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. Just by turning to the left, the world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. Just by turning to the left, the world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. Just by turning to the left, the world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. A nation would evolve from a monarchy into an oligarchy, from oligarchy to dictatorship, from dictatorship to bureaucracy, from bureaucracy to pure democracy, where finally the people would cry out from the chaos and confusion to the streets, oh, please, God, give us a king, and God would give him a king. And they'd have a monarchy again and start the whole silly cycle anew. Now either we will profit from the errors of their ways, or it follows us the night the day, our children are going to have to relive the dark ages all over again. All over again. Yeah! Just by turning to the left, the world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. Just by turning to the left, the world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. The world has gone in circles. All over again. All over again. The world has the world has gone in circles. All over again. All over again. The world has the world has gone in circles. Shout out to everyone, what up, Gabe at 820, appreciate you. What up, Brother Grim? I saw a message from someone. Someone left a super chat and it seems to have disappeared. I find that very strange. Where did it go? Anyway, shout out to everyone. Make some noise, Bill Harvey.
EPs is EPs are kind of strange because uh, they're s they're small, you know. <laughs> like it's, it's only four tracks. And you're like, I want more than four tracks, but it's perfect because it's it's four tracks. The the thing is four tracks. Uh, at one point, I was considering. Uh, like doing a K-pop model, the way the K-pop guys were doing it in like 2013 was they released mini albums, like five track mini albums, and they'd release a couple a year, you know. Uh, I was considering that for a while, but I just keep doing things that like require, like the next album is, uh, I think it's like 18 tracks, and it has to be, like it has to be 18 tracks, because that's how much of a story is in there. And it's all necessary. This was this was like perfect four tracks though. Uh, and I'm gonna play the last one. So there. Sway! Says whomever gets that NFT as a box. Well, you mean this one. Yeah, the uh, NFT for this one and the art both are available, I believe, I believe. Yeah, the K-pop model makes sense for certain kinds of artists. Like you do five bangers, you know, five singles, and you do like, you know, five singles, and then you do another five in three months or six months or whatever it is. But that's for regular people who can only make a few songs. Like obviously I make lots of songs and they're all amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, Popmon says going to be a regular Frank Zappa soon. How many records did he put out? Have I put out more records than Frank Zappa yet? Hmm. 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 This is the thing, right? I don't, you know, compare yourself to yourself yesterday, not someone else type vibes. I haven't thought about other people. I don't really think of myself in the context of, of, of the music industry. But it's funny you say Frank Zappa because my old manager one time, I used to put out loads of mixtapes, you know. But like, I was really particular about my albums. So I spent like fucking nine years making one album, but while simultaneously putting out a mixtape every three weeks or something. I remember my manager saying like, you should just become more loose and just put out, and stop doing these mixtapes and just do albums. He's like, Frank Zappa used to put out like an album a month or something. You know, you could do that. And uh, that's what I do now, you know. Shouts out to him. Popman says, you've done more, but he used a million tracks. What do you mean, like on the a million tracks in the song? Yo, you wait till you hear the song I did yesterday then. Uh, so we had the premiere for this album last night and then I took that energy and put it straight into this record I was mixing, which is the penultimate track on the next album. It's fucking crazy. It's got a massive orchestra on it. Uh, it's got like this, yeah, massive orchestra, uh, massive choir, massive 60 part interweaving vocal harmony type shit. AC88 says, how'd you get the VHS filter? It's awesome. That ain't a filter. That ain't no fucking filter, baby. I don't know if you could see it at the back here, but uh, I got a TV. See that? That's a TV. I don't know if you can see that thing over there. That's like a, that's a early 80s Panasonic analog video mixer. And uh, that there is a, is a, a video enhancer 
that has been circuit bent and I'm running the camera signal through that. So uh, I'm running that through that whole chain and then back into the broadcasting software. And then if I hit buttons on it, it does stuff, you know? And each of the knobs and things has certain values and you kind of mix them together like paint to kind of create, to create your look, you know what I mean? So yeah, that side of the room there, that's like the video production side of the room, and this side here is the music production side, and then this, this here is the DJ side. When I say side, I mean, you know, table, and there's a camera mounted up there. This is a very professional Airbnb operation we've got going on here, you know? Uh, anyway, let's listen to that song. Opportunity anymore. We want security. 
We don't want opportunity, we want security. We don't want opportunity, we want security. They said it so often we came to believe and we want security. And they gave us chains and we were secure. Suddenly, with our constitutional guarantees depleted, with our national character eroding away, with our tax laws penalizing those who dare to prosper, with workers concentrating on how little they can get by with instead of how much they can produce, suddenly we looked overhead one day to discover that the first tin moon in space was a Russian accomplishment, that free men dragging their feet had been outdistanced by slave workers dragging their chains, and we were sore afraid. Perhaps this was a disguised blessing, too. Maybe a dramatic accomplishment by this Cold War adversary was necessary to get us off our dead centers and back to work again. If we can revive in ourselves, then in our youth, something of that basic American's creed, the horizon has never, ever been so limitless. For man stands now on the threshold of his highest adventure of all his first altering footsteps into space. Twenty years from today, half of the products you will be using in your everyday living aren't even in the dictionary. We've got it made. We just keep on keeping on. We've got it made. And if we don't, we will follow those other great nation states of history graveyard of ignominious oblivion. History promises only this for certain. We will get what? exactly what we deserve.
perfect. Anyway, what's the number zone? Make some noise for yourself. Make some noise for Paul Harvey. Across space and time. With a powerful and prescient message for this very, very moment. Let us hope those that need to hear it do. What was it? It was Maria Lezak. I could have sworn I saw Maria Lezak leave a super chat saying that she had played the song to a Canadian politician or something of that nature. Maybe I dreamed that. Maybe I dreamed it. What up, brother? Graham, appreciate you. Says, did you ever figure anything out to Seasons by Chris Cornell? I think you could do something with the verses. Love the new EP. Chris didn't kill himself, by the way. Oh, you little faith? Maz. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's difficult. Of uh, brother Grimm at the end of a, a stream message. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I haven't. I don't know if I know that song. I don't know if I know that song. I don't know if I do, but I did like Soundgarden. Me and my dad used to listen to Soundgarden in the car. You know, we used to just like drive around jamming out to Soundgarden back in the day. Is his movie out coming out? I know he was working on a movie. Did it come out? Is it coming out? Yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, the latest instant classic release on the Meaning Wave record label, which now exists. Shouts out to the Meaning Wave record label. And uh, shouts out to my wife who's busying herself with hiding in behind the new green screen. Trying to, what are you doing? Oh, she's leaving. You're, okay, goodbye. God bless. Is the boy coming through? You know he did the thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah, Hercules was very insistently wanting to come on the stream today to the point that he wanted his name in the title. And now he hasn't even come through. Maybe he'll come through if some people put some diamonds in the chat. Who knows? Uh, AC88 says, Street Fighter 2 Guile's theme signs Akira, eh? One of the problems with the fact that I I deleted <laughs> my I deleted my old shit off the internet, you know, um, when when I made Meaning Wave, because I didn't want people who were coming in to listen to Meaning Wave to get confused, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did that. What was on my Street Fighter mixtape? Theme from Can Be Brave, the Victory Boogie, Ryu, Winners, Nomad, Vega, Steal the Show, Can All Fuck You Up. There was a lot. I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I did a lot of Street Fighter music back in the day. Yeah, check out this. If you want to go on a deep dive, just uh, Duck, Duck, Go, Akira the Dawn, Street Fighter mixtape. And you'll probably find a torrent of it or something somewhere. 
That's pretty epic. Pretty epic. Speaking of epic. Speaking of epic. Why would I put my job on the line to have an opinion? I know why. Because the ability to speak your truth is the bulwark against hell. And losing your job? That's nothing. That's nothing compared to where things can go when they go badly. For me, it was just preventative. It's like, this isn't going in a good direction. Or should you take a risk? It's like, you don't have that choice silent that's a risk now most people don't understand the risks of silence i happen to understand the risks of silence because i've been studying them for 40 years it's my language i'll take responsibility for what i say i'm not saying your words it's my language i'll take responsibility for what i say i'm not saying your words of speech leads and I'm not going there and you know one of the things I tried to learn when I was taking apart what happened in Auschwitz and trying to put myself in the position of an Auschwitz camp guard which by the way you can do if you use your imagination a bit I wouldn't call it exactly the world's most pleasant meditative experience you can conjure that part of yourself up if you want and that'll teach you something about what you're like. People don't do it because it's too frightening. But I know perfectly well that I could do that sort of thing. And so once I learned that I could do that sort of thing, and maybe that I could even enjoy it, I thought, okay, fine, I get it. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to live so that if that opportunity was presented to me, I wouldn't take it. Hey. Whoa! It's my language. I'll take responsibility for what I say. I'm not saying yeah. It's my language. I'll take responsibility for what I say. I'm not saying yeah. And I think that's the lesson that people need to learn from the 20th century. That's what human beings did. Okay, well, we're all human. Okay, so how is it that we should live so that we don't do that again? Well, part of that is to try to say the truth. Try to say the truth. No matter what. Because the alternative is worse. It is worse. It's my language. I'll take responsibility for what I say. I'm not saying your words. It's my language. I'll take responsibility for what I say. I'm not saying your words. It's my language. I'll 
take responsibility for what I say I'm not saying your words It's my language I'll take responsibility for what I say I'm not saying your words of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you? Are you the faith? Are you the faith? Are you the faith? Are you the faith? Shall he not much more? Clothe you. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Ah! Those are famous lines. That's sort of Christ the hippie. Right? It's like, hey, let it all hang out, do your thing, and everything will come to you. But that's seriously not the proper interpretation, because there's a kicker with this. And the kicker is this. For your heavenly Father knows you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you.
Okay. That's a lot different than the hippie thing, right? There's a very, very, very interesting idea here. It's certainly one of the most profound ideas that I've ever encountered. If you configure your life so that what you are genuinely doing is aiming at the highest possible good, then the things that you need to survive and to thrive on a day-to-day -day basis will deliver themselves to you. If you dare to do the most difficult thing that you can conceptualize, your life will work out better than it will if you do anything else. Well, how are you going to find out if that's true? There's no way you're going to find out whether or not that's true unless you do it. You have to be all in in this game. Fall in in this game. Fall in in this game. Fall in in this game. A year of little faith. A year of little faith. A year of little faith. And that seems like a good enough time to uh, finish. Thank you all for being here. Blah, blah. Thank you to everyone who supported it tonight. Thank you, Brother Grim. Thank you, Gabba820. Thank you, Matt. Lally. Lally. Is it possible to say Lally with one syllable? Lally. Lally. Brad M's and Brad M's wife, God bless you. Matthew Crittenden, what's up? JC the Lion Hot, what's up? Joe Petrakovich, what's up? Let's go, Brandon. All day. Andrew Komaromi. Avec Osiris. Wario9989. Julia Hines. LWL Production. Ms. B. Bow. Mute Barbecue. Rod Zor. Mike B. Moran Allen. Can have any Mars. All of y'all. Shouts out to everyone locked in. Shouts out to the older members. Shouts out to everyone who supports the wave. And whatever they are. Shouts out to all the NFT owners. Shouts out to all the NFT owners. You too could be an NFT owner. Project OpenSea.io slash Akira the Dawn. That's where that goes down. That's where it's going down. That thing is just uh, just beginning. You know, that thing is just beginning. Il Ing says, check your lizards for cameras. Exactly. Exactly. I always do. Shouts out to that little homie that we escorted out earlier during the stream. We had a little homie come in. We escorted his ass out. I was going to play you a new song then, but I'm not going to now. <laughs> but... I'll play you a new song next time we meet. 
And you did hear a new song, actually. I played you a song off the forthcoming uh, JVP record. That's uh, like a demo. I played you a demo. And it sounds ill. And it sounds really good. I'm looking forward to the uh, fully mixed version. Fully mixed version. Uh, yeah, that album's nearly done. I got three songs that uh, are getting strings on them. Epic ass strings on them. So I'm excited about that. You'll be excited about that. So Honey says, I want the new song. <laughs> you had a new song. You had a new song. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, thanks to everyone who supported tonight. Thanks to everyone who, who does support. Thanks to everyone who's a channel member. Thanks to everyone who's a patron. Uh, thanks to everyone who, who owns an NFT. If you want to support the wave, that's all shit you can do. Uh, we've got a website where you can buy epic clothing, like the clothing I am wearing. You know, meaningwave.com. All clothing made in the USA by real wavy Americans. And then shipped all over the world. I'm in Mexico. I get mine shipped from the USA to Mexico. I've got a bunch waiting on me right, waiting on me right now, moving towards me right now, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, you can get uh, Freedom to Chains, the new album is out now. Make sure you'll have that, put that on your playlist, send that to your mayoral candidates, you know, do that. I mean, that's the number one thing you can do is uh, let someone know about that Meaning Wave existence. Existence of Meaning Wave. Let them know. That's the only way they know. They only know if you tell them. Wait, you're going to wait for someone else to tell them? You know what I mean? It's down to you. Only you can save mankind. That's how it goes. You know? So you let them know. Let them know the truth. Meaning wave existed. Shabbat. We'll be back next week. What's happening next week? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, next week. Next week. There'll be uh, a new song, new song coming out next week. There'll be uh, at least one music video, new music video. We will do a live stream on Friday. Il Ing says, everyone change your Zoom name to Meaning Wave Exists. That's a very good idea. Change your name on social media to Meaning Wave Exists. That's a great idea. Everybody do that. Everyone do that and let me know and I will retweet you all and make a big picture out of you. Uh, and of course, next weekend, we'll be playing uh, Decentraland at the Metaverse Festival, the very first Metaverse Festival. Uh, you know, Dead Mouse is playing, Paris Hilton is playing, and Akira the Dawn. Most importantly, Akira the Dawn is playing. And you could be there too, you know, come down in uh, your finest, in your finest virtual self, Attire type shit, you know what I mean? And uh, I'll let you all know when you can get uh, like Meaning Wave t-shirts in the metaverse. We're sorting that out, you know what I mean? We're sorting that out. Anyway, anyway, thank you all. We're gonna have uh, Nya. Make sure you're in the Telegram, like I was saying earlier, certain information goes to the Telegram. That's where it goes, you know? Uh, T.me slash Akira the Dawn. 
t.me slash Akira the Don. Ike Van Reed says, I need a stream next week for sustenance, so you go and get it. Brother Grimm says, what time you on? I don't need no one else. Well, uh, in the Telegram, I posted a link to the direct link to like my bit. So a, you go to that bit, and then you can kind of like register as a guest. And you can go. Don't cost you nothing. You know? So there. Rick Adelsey says, good damn it. Bless it. I keep missing the live streams. Just got up for work. Akira, your nightly streams drag me through 2020. Blessings. Stop missing the streams, Rick Adelsey. You need to wake up super, super early. We're here every Friday. We've been doing this every Friday for a good while. A goodly while. God willing, we will be here again. Yeah. 